When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the uh, the big election is coming coming up in November, the gubernatorial election. And, uh, of course, we're not big Kathy Hochul fans on this show. Uh, there are three men in particular running. Her. Yeah. Uh, Harry Wilson, we don't we don't care. He gave money to, uh, to well, what's his name anyway, the Manhattan DA, and he brag, and he sucks anyway. So it's uh, really down to three, which may be down to two, to be honest. But we like Rob, and Bernie likes him. But the truth is, it's coming down to Zeldin Giuliani. And uh, I have been endorsing Lee Zeldin since day one, and I'm moving off of that. So um, here he is running for governor next November, the great congressman and, of course, the the pride of Shirley Long Island, our dear friend Lee Zeldin. Lee, good morning. How are you, pal? I'm doing great. It's good to be with you this morning. Nice to have you back. I do want to start quickly with this uh, Bill Stadium talking about Kathy Hochul. And, uh, you know, it's no surprise that this new stadium that uh, may be ready in 2026 for the bills, which costs, I think, $1.4 billion. A lot of that, of course, uh, is uh, money from uh, the folks. The man that stands to gain the most money with this deal is Kathy Hochul's husband, Bill, who runs concessions and merchandise and all that stuff up in Buffalo. I'm sorry, Lee. I hear that, and that smells very fishy to me. Am I being... Uh, conspiracy theorist here, or, or should I be somewhat concerned about that? No, it stinks to high heaven. You're talking about $850 million of taxpayer dollars, and then the responsibility for the upkeep. So you're talking about over a billion dollars of tax dollars. You have uh, the governor's husband serving as general counsel of the company that runs all the concessions there. And the, the uh, whole approach timing-wise to come up with this announcement a minute before the budget's due and just you know try to quietly sneak it in there, no vetting, has a whole lot of people really upset. I mean, it's, a, it's unprecedented that you see this much taxpayer funding get used for one of these stadiums. And it's not like our state is just floating on cash. <laughs> I mean, they're taxing people out of the state. Right. And you know, we, we can't afford to have a governor who's going to – negotiate like this and, and and to do it in secrecy yeah with some pet project that benefits her husband it stinks to high heaven it, heavens it's the swamp all over again it's the smug thug andrew Quaver again no no difference from what he did a few years ago uh lee zeldin uh, congressman lee zeldin on the bernie and sid show running for governor in the state of new york here for the primary actually first and he will go up against uh, andrew giuliani and rob astorino now uh, listen, uh, uh, Congressman Zeldin, you're going to face this during the uh, debate. Rob Astorino was on the show with us yesterday, and he made some accusations about you. And he's going to do th- so in the debate. So I want to give you a chance to respond to what he said. But I want you to listen, please, to what he said. We have the audio from yesterday. Lou, would you play that audio, please? 
Lee Zeldin had his shot in Albany with Cuomo and was a reliable vote with Cuomo and for Cuomo on all the budgets. You cannot go along and get along. If you're going to call Cuomo wonderful, which he basically did, and said he should be president of the United States, which he did, if you didn't know and that Cuomo was corrupt, that Cuomo was awful, then we've got a difference, a big difference. So, Lee Zeldin, you have the floor. Oh, I mean, listen, first off, it's not even how the budgets work. The, the governor puts uh, their proposal out, and then the state senate, the state assembly, they pass their own budget, which is what happened every time I was there. And then you, you have all parties working together to try to finalize a, a budget agreement. But the Cuomo budget each year, uh, just like any governor at any time, a Pataki budget, uh, a Hochul budget, the, the state legislature then passes their, their own uh, one-house bill. So that's what happened. There was no vote on a Cuomo budget. Um, and, you know, and as far as uh, Andrew Cuomo goes, I mean, the, the guy went downhill. He's lucky. He claims he's been vindicated. Uh, he's lucky that he hasn't been prosecuted. Uh, when he's giving Sunday morning sermons, he should be giving them from inside of a prison cell for all the, the uh-huh. misconduct and, and misdeeds. So. I mean, listen, I understand the strategy there. There's a reason why, you know, right now we're polling 31 points over our next closest competitor. Uh, we've been endorsed by the Republican Party, endorsed by the Conservative Party. Uh, we're, we're crushing it on all levels. We're going to focus on, on winning this race uh, because we need to save the state. And that's been my focus. We're right on the issues, and we plan on winning this. I mean, look, I like Rob Astorino a lot, a lot. And uh, he's a great guy, and, and Bernie loves him, too. And he's wonderful on the radio. He was a successful politician in Westchester. But I don't give him much of a chance in this. I think it's between you and Andrew. And uh, if you come back now at Astorino and try to double up on what he said or get more nasty, for you at this pace, uh, when you talk about the uh, the polling numbers, you'd be punching down, No. Well, listen, I'm just I'm here to answer whatever questions you guys have on any topic. But I mean, quite frankly, our focus is on the need to make our streets safe. Uh, People are being taxed uh, out of this state. People who you know might be sending their kids off to school in New York City this morning, their kids on the the autism spectrum learning to speak. They're three, four years old and they're still all masked up on on so many different fronts. uh, We need to reverse the attacks on our wallets, our safety, our freedom, our kids' education. This is a rescue mission to save our state. That's what I've been talking about. But I'll tell you what, whenever you get me to come on the Bernie and Sid show, you guys have a question, I'm going to answer it. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here to focus on, on making sure that this state doesn't have one-party rule, outsized power of self-described socialists. We need balance. We need common sense. And this state is leading the nation in population loss uh, for all of the reasons – uh, that, that I just stated and more, you know, we just talked about the, the, the Buffalo billion. Andrew Cuomo had a Buffalo billion. This is a, a Kathy Hochul's Buffalo billion. Uh, and, you know, people are just tired of just having a government where people think public service is about being served by the public as opposed to serving the public. We don't want an emperor or governor. We want people to represent us. And right now we're not being represented. No, we're not. Congressman Lee Zeldin on the Bernie and Sitch are running for governor of the state of New York. Uh, so, Governor, uh, excuse me, Governor, premature. Uh, Congressman, I do want to ask you this. Not a lot of conversation about it, but uh, fracking is banned. A, a, a lot of talk about energy in the nation, period. In New York State, fracking is banned. Governor Cuomo banned it. Hochul continues the ban. There are bans on pipelines. Uh, Governor Cuomo just closed the Indian Point nuclear power plant. 
I mean, these things are suicidal. If they reopen these things, if they allowed fracking, not only would we have jobs and uh, revenue, I mean, it would also contribute to the energy dominance that the United States desperately needs. How would you further the, uh, you know, fracking uh, pipelines and uh, continuing to produce nuclear power? Because that's the cleanest form of energy. That's the future, if you ask me. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I would do. And, and and first off, right now what they're planning on doing in the state budget that they're finalizing is to ban gas hookups on all new construction throughout the entire state of New York. So they're talking about going in the opposite direction. We should safely extract our own natural resources. We sit on the Marcellus and Utica shells. We have There are other neighboring states that are tapping into the same resource, the same shell. They're doing it safely. There are all sorts of pipeline applications that are up in Albany. They're either being delayed or denied. These should be approved. We should suspend the gas tax while we're at it. But right now, long-term, short-term, what we're talking about here creates jobs, generates revenue, revitalizes communities. Uh, It allows our state to be energy independent. We could be exporting to other states. We could be exporting energy to other countries. The potential is limitless. And when people up in Albany are saying, you got to ban it because if you turn on your faucet, that your water is just going to automatically turn on fire. There are other states tapping into the same resource on the same shell, yes. and none of what they say is going to happen is actually happening. So, yeah, I agree. We should do all of it. Lee, you're just a couple of days removed from a trip down to Mar-a-Lago, and uh, this is uh, no secret. You and Andrew Giuliani are both buying for the former president's endorsement that posted a big story on it a couple of days ago. Giuliani was there the same day you were. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, it's been said, has been overheard saying that he thinks you're going to win his campaign a couple of years ago. You guys are close. So tell us, how did the visit go, and do you think you'll get, in the end, Donald Trump's endorsement? Oh, we had a really great weekend, uh, a great visit Friday evening. We did a fundraiser down in, in Palm Beach, very well attended, a lot of New Yorkers. A lot of the crowd are New Yorkers who came down for the event. And then you have the other New Yorkers who are, are down there now because if you live in Florida, your money goes further, you'll feel safer, uh, you'll live life freer. Uh, as far as the uh, the president goes, uh, I'm, I'm not going to get ahead of him in any announcement that uh, – that he plans on making himself. Um, but, you know, we, we have worked together, and whether it was defeating MS-13 on Long Island, it was the, the response when the pandemic first hit, the need to secure our borders or withdrawing from the Faley flawed Iran nuclear deal or moving the embassy in Israel to Jerusalem and taking out Qasem Soleimani, the list goes on. There was a whole lot that happened over the course of those years uh, that made our country more secure, that made our country greater. Uh, and I'm not going to shy away or be embarrassed or apologetic about uh, any of those developments over the course of those few years that made the greatest country in the world even greater. Uh, but as far as what the president has to announce, I'll leave that to him. Congressman Lee Zeldin on the Bernie and Sid Show. Congressman, the spineless uh, Kathy Hochul initially came out and said, no, I'm not going to reform the no-cash bail, the Cuomo-Kaminsky no-cash bail law. Not going to reform it. I I stand with Cousins. I stand with Heastie. Now she got booed at the Ranger game. She's reading the polls. People want this law changed. So as part of the budget process, she puts in in some really weak reforms, but yet uh, she's still getting pushback. 
it doesn't look like she's going to be able to get any reform done to the no-cash bail law. Now, we expect a red wave in November, so you'll have more people on your side. But how would you change it, and what do you think of her efforts to change the no-cash bail law? Well, I mean, she's been really weak on it. She said that she needed to see more data. She refused to put it in her executive budget. So then you have the Assembly and Senate passing the budget resolutions in mid-March. That didn't include any changes and then she had a really bad week. I mean, there was a poll that came out that showed uh, me up a, a point and a half over her. Then she drops the puck at the Madison Square Garden and gets uh, at Madison Square Garden gets booed and roasted out of the arena. Yeah. And then the next day, Andrew Cuomo's talking about running. Uh, and then she, you know, she decides to do this. Uh, I we'll see what she ends up doing. We need to repeal cashless bail. Judges should have discretion on on all offenses, and we just need to campaign on on this issue to earn the mandate and also get more people elected to the Assembly and Senate who agree with us that we should be backing the blue and firing DAs who refuse to enforce the law, and then get to work on day one. This isn't about what are you going to do in your first four years. It's about what can you do in your first day, what can you do in your first few months. And this is one of the things. We have to secure our state. It might be the top issue for New York. It probably is the top issue for New Yorkers right now crime and public safety. There's no doubt. Lee Zeldin, hopefully the next governor here in New York. Uh, you know, Lee, when you, you're talking about being in Mar-a-Lago and there's people down there from New York and Palm Beach and others who moved there and are, are staying there. And I know you saw this ridiculous press conference by this idiotic mayor, I'm sorry, Eric Adams yesterday, talking about putting up billboards in Fort Lauderdale and Palm Beach to get New Yorkers to come back here. When crime is at an all-time high, we're getting taxed up the wazoo. It's filthy, it's dirty, it's disgusting. You know how gorgeous it is down there because it's better for gays here. Did you see that whole thing from Adams yesterday? And what is your opinion, honestly, on the job this mayor has done so far? People are going to naturally come back to New York when you make our streets and subways safe, when you improve the quality of education in our schools, when you make life in New York more affordable, when you stop suffocating people with with mandates and and restrictions where people feel like if they go elsewhere, they'll be free. That will bring individuals, families, businesses back to New York. That will keep people here from leaving. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. You could spend a billion dollars. You could spend $50 billion on advertisements and billboards and mail pieces all over the rest of the country. It doesn't matter. You have to actually save the state. You have to actually save the city. And then they will end up coming back. You know, if Amazon wants to come to Queens and bring 25,000 good paying jobs, you can't act like, you know, sociopaths in in, in losing your minds in, in blocking them from coming because Amazon's not going to come. And then there are other businesses saying, well, why would I want to come? You treat them like that, you'll probably do the same thing to me. That's how you bring people here. Uh, it, it's just by doing the, the tough work that, by the way, the solutions are pretty obvious. They're common sense. But you have to stand up to people in your own party because the Democratic Party has more and more of you know, AOC and her friends getting elected to office. You just have to lead them. You have to push back and not let them take over the party because they really have outsized power in the New York City Council, outsized power in Albany, and they have outsized power in Washington, D.C. You know, Lee Zeldin, uh, we, we uh, actually, our side is winning the culture wars right now. Uh, nobody wants the guys competing against girls in, in women's sports. Nobody wants the grooming of kids in kindergarten to third grade. You see the Parental Rights Act down in Florida. Uh, so uh, come November, when you do get elected and, and sworn in in January, 
Uh, listen, what would you propose something like a parental rights act or would some legislator do so? I, I think it's time to put the Democrats on the defensive, have them defend a guy swimming against girls or, or playing basketball or volleyball against girls. Have them defend, uh, you know, fat, uh, pink-haired teachers with nose rings teaching your kids about sex in the second grade. Have them defend it. Uh, put them on the defensive. I think we need to be more aggressive and think out of the box. What do you think? Yeah, parents have a fundamental right to control the upbringing of their child. The best thing for the kids is for parents to be encouraged as to be involved as possible in their son and daughter's education. The best thing for a kid is to have a parental unit as, as strong as possible. Uh, you know, when, when the, the, the lone time that I rolled into uh, Peter Luger's in Brooklyn, there you have Sid taking his <laughs> you know, family out for, uh, for a meal. And you could just, you, you know, when you have that strong parental unit, that's the best thing for the kids. When we send our kids to school, we send our kids to school for a quality education. Don't try to indoctrinate my kid. Don't try to brainwash my kid. There should be more time for, for civics, and I'm talking about teaching kids about why and how they get to live in the greatest country in the history of the world. There should be more bandwidth for that. Uh, we shouldn't be teaching sex education material that isn't age-appropriate. Some kid has a question, well, you go to their parent first and foremost, but what you don't do is say, okay, well, that one kid's asking, uh, asking this one question, so everyone in the class, everyone in the grade now all has to learn all this uh, material that's not age-appropriate. That's ridiculous. More curriculum transparency, more textbook transparency. Um, yeah, and I just, listen, the, the list goes on, but we need to improve the, the quality of education for our kids. In New York City, kids are stuck in multi-generational poverty, stuck in poor-performing public schools. We should lift the cap on charter schools. We should get access to uh, the other forms of education, tax credits for school choice. Just allow uh, uh, an opportunity for these families to break multi-generational uh, poverty. Lastly, some kids aren't meant for college. And we need to do more with apprenticeship programs inside of school, get their hands on equipment. When they're getting a, di a diploma for high school, they're also getting a certificate because they're qualified to work certain jobs, make the intros, and get them the day after graduation right in with the trades jobs or whatever else to set them up for success. Yeah, there's a lot to do to clean up yeah. education in New York. By the way, you were so sweet that night at uh, Peter Luger. Uh, we were celebrating my son Gabriel's 13th birthday, and guess what's coming up on Thursday, Lee, because you met her too. My daughter Ava's 18th birthday, we're going back. So if you want to try again, <laughs> you well, can sit I, yeah, with us. I, I don't have the right connections to actually get a table there. The best thing I have is just telling them that I know. So I might I might just have to crash your table. It's funny. I, I said to Tommy afterwards, I go, that's the next governor of New York. Are you guys nuts? Spitzer right here two weeks ago. He got right in. That's Lee Zeldin. He's the man. Anyway, uh, you are great, and uh, we want to wish you continued success and uh, keep talking, and hopefully next November we all celebrate together, Lee Zeldin. Thank you so much. Godspeed, right, sir. Take care, guys. Take care. There he is, Congressman and the leader right now as Republican candidate for New York, Lee Zeldin. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. 
Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.